this evening we're uh, in Genesis chapter number 6, continuing to work our way through the book of Genesis. And boy, I tell you what, the book of Genesis is just full of so much good truth and uh, just enjoying this study and looking at all the Lord has for us. And so we're in Genesis chapter uh, number 6. Now last week we started Genesis chapter number 6 and of course we looked at the controversial verses there from verse 1 down to verse number 8 and we saw how that what I believe the Bible is teaching there is that the, the godly people began to join hands with the ungodly and expedited the moral degeneration of the culture which brought about God saying judgment is coming. And so we come to verse number 8, though, and in verse number 8 of chapter 6, it says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And this evening I want to look at the testimony of Noah, the testimony of Noah. In a day when the world had rejected God, in a day when judgment was coming, in a day whenever judgment was coming for all, there was one man who found mercy. There was one man uh, who was provided deliverance. There was one man who was promised protection. The Bible says that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. How is it that Noah and his family were able to find security in the promise of God while everyone else was destined to be destroyed by the hand of God? As I looked at this, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, I asked myself this question, what made Noah special? Why did God pick Noah? Some would have you to believe that God just selected Noah out of the people. Why, why would that be the case? How did Noah find grace in the eyes of the Lord? Now, while it may seem, whenever you look at this passage of Scripture and you see that all of mankind has fallen away, all of mankind is going away from God, it may seem that Noah received some measure of special favor, that God extended to Noah uh, some degree of extra favor that he wasn't willing to give to everyone else. But whenever we look at this and we think that that may be the case, we need to understand that the Bible teaches us clearly that the grace that Noah received was available to every person alive on earth at that time. The grace that Noah received was available to everyone and it is still available to you and I. The Bible tells us in the book of Titus, chapter number 2 and verse number 11, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all Men, This grace is and was available to all. So although some may look at this and some may conclude that Noah received a, a special favor, that he received a, a grace that wasn't available to all, the truth of the matter is that his grace was available to all. The Bible says that Noah found grace. Now we know that God gave the grace, but we see here that there was, there was something about Noah that got the grace, not necessarily that he received it unmerited. Noah received this, Noah receiving this saving grace was not a demonstration of favoritism on the part of God. Every person alive could have been a partaker of this grace. But everyone else had made an individual choice to disobey God. This grace was available for anyone that wanted to partake of it, but everyone else had made a choice to disobey God. Everyone else had made a choice to further their own selfish pursuits. Uh, and as a result, uh, 
the lives of every other person on earth was devoid of the grace of God. We can look at the world around us today and we understand that the grace that you and I enjoy, the grace that you and I are partakers of, the grace that has brought us salvation is available to every person alive today. But there are millions of lives devoid of the benefits of the grace of God because they have chosen to disobey God rather than to believe in God. We look here and we see that the entire race in Noah's day was devoid of the benefits of the grace of God. But Noah was different. Noah was different. Here we see a culture where the entire world, God said, the entire world is worthy of judgment. The entire world needs to be destroyed, but yet we see Noah and Noah's different. Now Noah's not different in his makeup. Noah is still a man just like they are. Noah is in the same environment that they are in. Uh, he is surrounded by the same circumstances they're surrounded with. He's exposed to the same vices that they're exposed to. But Noah was different. Noah was different in that while they were governed by the lust of the flesh, he was governed by a desire to follow God. Noah was different in that he was governed. The, the guiding map of his life was that he wanted to follow God. The rest of the world was rejecting God. Noah was pursuing God. The rest of the world was focused on pleasure and self-gratification. Noah was focused on living a life that was pleasing to God. The rest of the world was on a crash course for judgment. But Noah was a recipient of the grace of God. Whenever I look at this, I see a similarity. As we've mentioned multiple times over the last few lessons, Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. And then once again, just as it was in the days of Noah, we see a world that is running past the grace of God on a crash course for judgment. But the grace of God is available. The grace of of God is ready to be freely given. If you are not a partaker of the grace of God, if you know someone who is not a partaker of the grace of God, it's not God's fault. It is your fault that you've not taken part of what God is offering. Just as anyone could have benefited from the grace of God in Noah's day, the grace of God is still available to whosoever will. So this evening I want to take a few minutes to look at what qualified Noah to be a recipient of God's grace. What was it that qualified Noah to be the man that the Bible says, but Noah found grace? What qualified Noah to be a recipient of God's grace and then make application to how we can also be a partaker of the grace of God? So we're going to look in Genesis chapter number 6. We're going to begin our reading in verse number 8 and read down through verse number 22. The Bible says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah, or we could say these are the years or the life of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation, and Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. 
Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above, and the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower second and third stories shalt thou make it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant. Thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. And of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort shalt thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female. Of fowls after their kind, and of cattle after their kind, of every creeping thing of the earth after his kind, two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive. And take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. I thank you, Lord, for your word. And, Lord, I thank you for the truth that we see here. Oh, Lord, as we consider Noah, oh, Lord, the fact that he found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And, Father, I pray as we look at the life of Noah, and, Lord, we look at the fact that Noah believed God, that, Father, oh Lord, we will see how that this can apply to our life. And, Father, Lord, that we also can be recipients of your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Bless now in the lesson, I pray. Bless those downstairs. Bless the team meeting. Bless the CG3. I pray, dear Lord, that you'll bless each of those ministries. Bless, dear Lord, as we go throughout the service. And, Father, we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. How was Noah qualified to be a recipient of the grace of God? I believe the answer is simple, and I believe the answer is this. He believed God. How was he qualified to be a recipient of the grace of God? He believed God. Now this evening I want to take uh, and show you three things from this passage of Scripture that I believe show us uh, evidence uh, that Noah believed God. Now we live in a world, we live in a day when the message of salvation has been confused. And many people say that all that is necessary to be born again is to in God. And that is what the Bible says. The Bible says that we need to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. That's what the Bible says. However, uh, uh, people have misinterpreted uh, belief uh, to an acknowledgement of God. Yes, I believe there is a God. Yes, I believe there is a higher power. Yes, I believe there was a man who died. And they have a mental acknowledgement. They have a mental acceptance of the facts. But whenever we're looking at salvation, we're not looking at a mental acceptance of facts. When we're talking about salvation, we are talking about believing God. When we talk about salvation, we are talking about a life-changing belief. We are talking about a belief that says, I so believe in God that I will alter every aspect of my life in regard to what he says. That is the belief that brings salvation. I'm not trying to add works to your salvation. I'm not trying to complicate your salvation. I am simply saying, though, that there is a big difference in a mental acceptance of facts and a life 
life-changing belief. A tremendous difference. And so I'm going to take here a look at the life of Noah, and I'm going to show you three things, and then there's some sub-points with that, that show us that Noah believed God as evidenced by Noah's life. And the reason that Noah received grace is because he believed God. And if there would have been another person on earth in the days of Noah that would have believed God, that judgment was coming. They would have believed God that the lifestyle they were living was wicked. They would have believed God that the way to salvation was in the ark. Every person that would have believed would have found the same grace that Noah found. The same is true today. I'll show you three things from this passage that reveal that Noah believed God. First, in verse number 9, we kind of get a picture or a testimony of Noah's life. And in verse number 9, we find that Noah lived according to the will of God. Noah lived according to the will of God. In verse number 9, it says, These are the generations of Noah. That word generations, as I mentioned a moment ago, could be the years of Noah, or this could be the life of Noah. This is, a, a, this is the, the record of Noah's life. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. Here in this verse we find three indications that show that Noah was a man who lived his life in accordance to the will of God. First, we see that Noah adhered to the principles of God. Noah adhered to the principles of God. In verse number 9, it says, Noah was a just man. You know, the foundation of righteous living is the principles of God. The basis of morality is found in the character of God. Those who try to claim that they do not believe in God and then try to form a standard of morality find that they have no foundation on which to stand. We watched a video several weeks ago uh, where the... And creationist was questioning the atheist, and the atheist just had no support for why they believed what they believed. And the reason for that is, is the basis of morality is the character of God. The foundation of righteousness is the principles of God. And the Bible says that Noah was a just man. That word just means he was a righteous man. He was an upright man. He was a man who lived a holy life. Noah was a man who adhered to the principles of God. Noah was a man who guided his life according to the principles of God. He lived his life according to the will of God. He sought to pattern his life after the law of God. Noah lived according to the will of God in that he adhered to the principles of God. But in addition to that, we know that Noah lived according to the will of God because he pursued the character of God. It says in verse number 10 and perfect in his generations. Now again, that word generations means that he was perfect in his lifespan. But now that word perfect doesn't mean that Noah was a sinless man, but it means that Noah was a sincere man. This shows us that Noah was continuously following God throughout his entire 
life. Noah was a man, as, as we read about Enoch, the Bible says an Enoch walked with God for 300 years. It was consistent. We see here again in Noah that Noah was a man who consistently, sincerely followed God throughout his entire life. Were there ups and downs? I'm sure there was. Were there times when Noah messed up? I'm sure there was. Was there times when Noah maybe uh, did things that he shouldn't have done? I'm sure there was. There were times when Noah needed to grow and learn and better understand the way of God? I'm sure there was. But one thing that was true about Noah is that his sights were set on following God. His compass, his moral compass was pointed at God. Noah's direction throughout his entire life was toward God. You know people like this. You think about the people you know. You know folks who claim to be Christians, but when you look at their life, there is very little, if any, about their life that is going toward God. But you also know people who, although they're not perfect, who although they have flaws and shortcomings, they have imperfections that even you know about, the direction of their life is always toward God. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that a just man falleth seven times, but he riseth yet again. We make mistakes, we stumble and fall, but when we get up, we check our compass and we start towards God. This says here that Noah pursued the character of God. Was Noah ever anywhere close to the righteousness of God? No, there is no way that any human being could ever attain to the righteousness of God. But it was the... It was the pattern that he was shooting for. It was the model that he was working towards. Noah pursued the character of God. And thirdly, we know that Noah lived according to the will of God because he conformed to the direction of God. There in verse number 9 it says, And Noah walked. With God, You remember a couple weeks ago uh, we had Aaron help me illustrate this and we showed how that by walking with me, what we seen, what we talked about, what we interacted about was the same because we were walking together. It wasn't a, that I knew about Aaron and Aaron knew about me, but we were walking together. Noah walked with God. Noah was a man who allowed the direction of his life to be altered. Whenever talking to people that are married and counseling people about marriage, I often tell them that they need to understand that for marriage to work, because oftentimes, you know, folks who are thinking about getting married or just married, they're concerned that they're going to lose their identity. And I always tell them, yes, you will lose your identity. You plan on losing your identity. Why do I tell them that they're going to lose their identity? Because the Bible says that two shall become one. You, there is a union taking place here and you, both of you will change. You will no longer be this individual and this individual, but these two individualities will be combined and you will be a new identity. Whenever a person believes God and begins walking with God, there is a new identity that takes place in your life. If you can say that you are a Christian but nothing about you has ever changed, there's a good chance that you're not walking with God. Because when you walk with God, it changes who you are. 
Noah was a man who conformed to the direction of God. Before God, Noah was going one way, but once he followed God, he turned and went the direction that God wanted him to go. Noah's life was changed because of God. In addition to living according to the will of God, we also know that Noah believed God because he listened to the Word of God. Noah believed God, and we know that is true because Noah listened to the Word of God. Well, there's a lot of folks who say that they believe God, but they don't listen to the Word of God. You know, a real good indicator concerning a person's belief in God is found in their attitude towards the Word of God. Whenever you find someone and you ask them if they're a Christian, are you a Christian? Do you believe in God? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, well, the Bible says that this that you're doing in your life is not right. And I have heard professing Christians make this statement. Well, I don't care what the Bible says. You know what? This tells me that you're not truly a believer in God. Now, I may be doing something that is contrary to the Word of God. I may have something in my life that is in disobedience to the Word of God and still be a Christian. But when Brother Lewis takes the Bible and he says, Brother John, I, I need to, as a fellow Christian, I need to show you this. This verse right here says the way you're living is wrong. I need to say, Brother Lewis, I know that I'm wrong. Brother Lewis, would you pray for me that, that God will help me in this area? Will you pray that the Lord help me to overcome this area? A Christian will be corrected by the Word of God. Be why? Because if he believes in God, he believes in his book. If he believes in God, he believes in his book. And we see here that Noah believed God because Noah listened to the Word of God. Now, I know that there wasn't a written copy at that time like we have now, but we do understand here from chapter number 6 that God spoke to Noah. And what we have right here, uh, the word... Inspiration means that this book is God-breathed. This is as God speaking to us. So when God spoke to Noah, it was the same as the book that we hold today. And when God spoke, Noah listened. When God spoke, Noah listened. It wasn't a take-it-or-leave-it kind of attitude. It wasn't a... Uh, 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 is this important? Is this not important? Uh, it wasn't a buffet type of appetite. Uh, I'll take what I want and leave what I don't. Uh, no, when God spoke, Noah listened. You want to know a true indicator of whether or not you believe in God? Do you believe His Word? Or do you treat His Word as if it's a take it or leave it type of option? Do you treat His Word as a buffet? Those that believe His Word listen to the Word of God. What God had to say was of utmost importance to Noah, and he listened. I see three things that Noah found in the word that God spoke to him, and I believe that these three things are found in the word of God that we have today. In his word, Noah found, first of all, a prophecy. When God spoke, Noah found a prophecy. In verse number 13, it says, And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Noah found a prophecy in the Word of God. God said to Noah, Noah, the world is wicked, and because of their wickedness, I 
will destroy them. Whenever Noah heard what God said, Noah realized that judgment was coming. And when Noah realized that judgment was coming, it created a burden excuse me, a burden and a fire in the heart of Noah to tell everyone that was still living that there was a judgment coming. You and I have the Word of God tonight. And in the Word of God, there is prophecy that there is coming a day when God will judge this world for its wickedness. There is a prophecy that every person that goes into eternity without God will face eternal judgment. The prophecy is here. And it ought to build a fire in our heart that we will spend the rest of our lives proclaiming to a lost and dying world that there is a way of salvation. Noah heard the word of God and he listened to the word of God. Noah was convinced that everybody that didn't get on the ark was going to perish. You know, I watch Christians sometimes and I sometimes believe that Christians have allowed themselves to be convinced God wouldn't throw them into hell. I see the attitude that Christians have towards lost people. I see the, the passiveness in our outreach. I see our lack of burden to reach the lost. I see our lack of desire to see those that don't know Christ come to Christ. And I say to myself, somehow we have convinced ourselves that God is not going to judge them. We have believed something. We have believed that they are okay. We have believed that somehow God's going to give them a pass or otherwise we would be so much more sincere in seeing them come to know the Lord as Savior. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, they that goeth forth, or he that goeth forth weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again rejoicing, bringing his sheep with him. We say, well, I go out. I mean, I tell them. I mean, I invite them to church. They just don't want to come. I'm just wondering if we've read the whole verse. He that goeth forth weeping. Has the prophecy got a hold of your heart? Has the prophecy created a desire in your heart that you are willing? Noah forsook everything else about his life. And he spent 120 years letting people know about a way of salvation. He forsook everything else. I'm sure Noah had a career beforehand. Possibly Noah was a shipbuilder beforehand. They did have ships before then. There was oceans. Perhaps Noah was a shipbuilder. He seemed to know a little bit about building boats. Perhaps a, a Noah was a gardener. It seems that he knew a lot about putting food up and, and storing food. Uh, perhaps Noah, who knows what Noah's skill might have been. He was 500 years old. He had had quite a bit of time to develop career and occupations. Noah had things that he did. Noah said, forgetting all of it. The rest of my life is spent doing nothing but making sure that the rest of the world knows that judgment is coming. Noah listened to the word of God. In his word he found prophecy, but in the word of God Noah also found provision. In Genesis 6, 14 and 15, the Lord told Noah, he said, Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. 
A window shalt thou make to the ark, and a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. We see here that in his word Noah found provision. God said, Noah, the judgment coming. But Noah, there is a way to miss the judgment. Now in Noah's case, it was an ark. He was to build an ark. In our day, there is still a provision. This book from Genesis to Revelation, the story of this book, the purpose of this book, the message of this book is that a way of salvation has been provided. The whole reason for this book is to tell the world that there is a way of salvation. The whole, the whole theme of this book is that there is hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is provision that has been made. Noah found in the Word of God provision. And you and I have found in the Word of God provision. We see that Noah believed God because he listened to the Word of God. In his Word he found prophecy. In his Word he found provision. And in his Word he found a promise. In Genesis 6 verse number 18 it says, But with thee will I establish my covenant. And thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wives and thy sons' wives, and of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort shalt thou bring in the ark to keep them alive with thee. And it goes on and tells them to bring the animals, to bring the fowl, to lay up food, that God was going to keep them alive. In his word, Noah found a promise. Noah listened to the Word of God. And in the Word of God, he found prophecy. In the Word of God, he found provision. And in the Word of God, he found promise that if he would do what God said, God would take care of him. And lastly, this I know that Noah believed God because Noah labored for the glory of God. Noah labored for the glory of God. You know, just as I said that you can often gauge how much a person believes in God by how they treat His Word, you can also often gauge a person's belief in God by how much labor they give to the cause of Christ. Noah labored for the glory of God. Look at Genesis 6, verse number 22. I love this verse of Scripture. It says, Thus did Noah. According to all that God commanded him, so did he. You know, God has just told Noah some very unusual instructions. God has just told Noah, it's going to rain. What is rain? We've never seen rain, never heard of rain, never experienced rain. What is rain? God said, Noah, it's going to rain. God said, in order to avoid the rain, Noah, I want you to build a boat bigger than has ever been built. I want you to build a craft that there is no way you can get it to the sea. And then I want you to load this craft with every type of animal that lives on the earth. Noah, this is what I want you to do. You know what? In man's mind, this was absurd. In man's reasoning, this was unheard of. In man's reasoning, there was no logic whatsoever to what God told Noah. But verse number 22 says, Thus did Noah. You know what? Many times we take the church and we try to make the church and the message of the church and the ministry of the church seem logical to those that are not a part of the church. God's ways are not man's ways. God doesn't want people who follow Him because it's logical. He wants people who follow Him because they believe Him. 
Noah labored for the glory of God. Everyone who watched Noah's labor said that he was a crazy man. They said that he was alone. They said that he was out of his mind. If you go visit the ark there in Kentucky, they have a little video you can watch. Uh, and in the video, there's a reporter comes and visits Noah as he's building the ark. And they're mocking him and making fun of him. Now, I don't know if a reporter visited Noah when he was building the ark, but I guarantee you there were people that mocked him. There were people that made fun of him. There were people that laughed at him because what he was doing made no logical sense. But you know what? Noah was not one bit concerned what people thought of him. Why? Because Noah believed God. He didn't care if they thought it made sense. He didn't care if they thought he was crazy. Why? Because Noah believed God and God said judgment is coming and the only way you will miss judgment is to follow me. And Noah believed God. I see three things in this verse concerning Noah's labor. First, I see action in the work of God. Thus did Noah. God said it, Noah did it. That's all there was to it. There didn't need to be any more work done. There was no hesitation on Noah's part. There was no evaluation of what God had said. There was no consideration as to whether or not this was applicable. No, God said it, Noah did it. Just simple obedience to what God had said. This is evidence that Noah believed God. Next, I see in Noah's labor that there was adherence to the Word of God. According to all that God commanded him. Noah got busy in the work of God, but he did it God's way. He didn't try to come up with a better plan for the boat. He didn't try to come up with a better design. He didn't try to figure out a different set of blueprints. No, the way God said it is the way that he did it. You know what? We need to be careful that we don't try to reinvent what God has already established. Boy, there's people who are busy, busy, busy trying to reinvent the local church. God established in his word what the local church was supposed to be and we need to just follow God's plan and trust that church still works the way that God said it would work. Adherence to his word. No twisting, no manipulating, no reevaluating, just listening and doing, just receiving and conforming. Clear evidence of his belief in God. And then lastly, I see in Noah's labor that there was application of the will of God. Thus did Noah, according that all God commanded him, so did he. Never an ounce of doubt, never a moment's resistance, never even a shred of an argument. Just simple faith and belief that God knew what was going on and that it was in Noah's best interest to simply trust and obey. Noah believed God. Noah's life was a testimony that Noah believed God. And Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord because Noah believed God. The rest of the world denied, rejected, disobeyed God, but Noah believed God. And as a result, Noah found grace. Just as God's grace was available to Noah, just as God's grace was available to everyone else in that day, God's grace is available to every person that will believe in him. Noah and his family were saved because they lived according to the will of God. They listened to the word of God and they labored for the glory of God. You know what? Whenever we compare ourselves to Noah, 
we ought to ask ourselves this question. The Bible tells us that we're to examine ourselves. We need to ask ourselves this question. Would I have been a recipient of the grace of God? When I look at my life, am I living like I believe God? Am I conducting my life like I believe God? Am I listening to his word? Am I uh, laboring for his glory? Am I living like I believe God? I'm not saying that you have to work for your salvation. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying have you responded to God's love with a belief that results in fruit that you have believed in God? What qualified Noah? Noah believed God. That's what qualified Noah to find the grace of God. You know, it's a shame that Noah is all that was left. But you know what our job needs to be? We need to be going and telling this world that God has made a provision. Judgment is coming, but God has made a way. And that if they'll believe God, they can find grace in time of judgment. Hopefully that's a blessing to you this evening. I definitely enjoyed putting it together. Noah found grace. Why did he find grace? Because Noah believed God. We'll be coming back to chapter number 6 and looking at some of the details of the ark and looking at all that went into that and why it was built the way it was. And we'll have some fun uh, studies the next couple of weeks as we look at the ark and all that went into it and what could have possibly taken place. And so we'll be looking at that over the next couple of weeks. But I wanted to start it off with looking at why did Noah find grace? Noah found grace because Noah believed God. So... We're going to close in the seat.